Hej och välkommen till ett nytt avsnitt av Healthfulness-podden. I det här avsnittet får jag faktiskt för första gången luta mig tillbaka och bara lyssna på ett avsnitt. Det är nämligen vår fantastiska Sandra som leder samtalet idag. Och gästen är ingen mindre än Michelle Baker. Michelle är en av våra mest önskade gäster sedan vi startade podden. Och hon är för mig känd som någon som är otroligt duktig på att hålla space och öppna upp för transformation. Hon är Sveriges kanske främsta breathwork facilitator och hon jobbar även med yoga och reiki. Sandra och Michelle pratar i det här avsnittet om breathwork och annan form av energimedicin. Hur det kan förklaras på ett vetenskapligt sätt men även vikten av att våga lita på det man upplever men som kanske inte går att sätta fingret på. Jag hoppas att ni kommer gilla det här avsnittet lika mycket som jag gör. Och så otroligt lyxigt för mig att bara få njuta av ett så fint samtal som kändes lite som en varm och mysig filt. Och om det är så att du som lyssnar aldrig har testat på Breathwork men blir nyfiken efter det här avsnittet så kommer faktiskt Sandra och Michelle att ha en live på våran Instagram ikväll. Alltså samma dag som podden släpps. Så om du lyssnar på det här precis när podden släpps så kan du gå in på Instagram klockan 20.00 ikväll och vara med och testa på Breathwork live med Michelle Baker. Innan vi kör igång så vill jag också bara passa på att tacka dig som lyssnar, ratar, recenserar och sprider podden i sociala medier. Jag är så otroligt tacksam för det. Det är verkligen ni som hjälper podden att växa och nå ut till nya lyssnare. Nu kör vi igång dagens avsnitt. Du lyssnar på Healthfulness-podden och jag heter Nathalie Jonan. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plushcare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, Michelle, and welcome to the Healthfulness Podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to have you here on the podcast, and uh, we're going to dive into the topic of breath work today. But first, I would like to welcome you, and I want to start by asking you what we always ask our guests, and that oh. is, what does health and well-being mean to you? That's a big question. Mm-hmm. Um, health and well-being... I don't know. I think you ask me this tomorrow or the next day, it might be a different answer. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, but today, health and well-being uh, means taking good care of myself and listening to my body and yeah, and checking in instead of checking out all the time. Yeah, and how do you do that? Oh, several tools, maybe too many. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Mostly with my breath. 
Yeah. Not typically the breathwork that I always teach, but other types mm-hmm. of pranayama. Mm-hmm. And one of my dearest uh, coaches taught me a few years ago that whenever I felt overwhelmed, I have a big mm-hmm. history of anxiety and overwhelm. Okay. Yeah. And whenever I feel overwhelmed, to just place my hand on my heart and ask my body what it needs. Yeah. Because usually my brain is going too fast mm. and I'm just disconnected. Yeah. And so that's a way to really just to check in. Mm. Um, that's beautiful. I, I actually did that yesterday. Yeah. I've had anxiety for the last days I don't really know why and and what I usually I'm a doer so when I get anxiety I try all these tools and I shower and I take walks and Mm. I call a friend but I never just stop and listen uh, and be with my anxiety because it's really hard like a really good friend see what it has to say and that's usually all that's needed but it's so hard and I can feel that I'm like squirming around in my seat <laughs> when I talk about it. <laughs> totally. Yeah. But I'm similar too. Like I think a lot of us are in this industry. Yeah. Um, but I'll speak for myself of we have a lot of tools, but mm-hmm. so often it might take me a couple of hours or even a couple of days to tune into them. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, mm-hmm. anxiety is an interesting one. Yeah. Definitely. And because you said that you started using breathwork because of your anxiety. Is that how it all connected? Well, yeah, I started using breathwork or tapping into breathwork because mm-hmm. of yoga. So that yeah. I think a lot of people find breathwork or pranayama practices through yeah. diving into a yoga practice of some kind. Yeah. And that was because of a really hard heartbreak or a really mm-hmm. big heartbreak. Yeah. which created a lot of anxiety and overwhelm yeah. and um, slight depression, I would say. Yeah. And so, yeah, so I think I found breathwork through yoga, through anxiety mm. and heartbreak. Yeah. And that's so interesting because we usually find practices that are really important to us through some sort of pain. Mm which is hard of course but it's also a very a very beautiful way of looking at pain because mm-hmm. it helps us yeah it does mm-hmm. it's like the paradox of pain mm-hmm. yeah definitely and for someone who's never heard about breath work could you just explain what is breath work and what you do mm. so there are several different kinds of breath work. yeah um there most people hear them through the word pranayama yeah um, which is a Sanskrit word. Mm-hmm. Um, prana meaning, can mean breath or a life force. And ayama means to, can mean to extend. Mm-hmm. Um, some people describe it as, oh, what's the word? Um, like a manipulation of the breath okay. of some kind. Mm-hmm. The breathwork practice that I teach the most is a very mm-hmm. active style of breathwork. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't, really have a name. The teacher I have for breathwork, his name's David Elliott. Yeah. And sometimes it's called breathwork healing. Mm. And sometimes it's called emotional release breathwork or yeah. trauma release breathwork. Mm. But within this realm of active breathwork, and where we're getting more into the sympathetic nervous system instead of the mm. parasympathetic nervous system. Yeah. There's like six or seven different kinds that I know mm. of. Mm. Yeah. And each one has a slightly different intention, 
I've realized. Mm, okay. The pattern can be similar, but the mm. intention feels slightly different. Mm. Yeah. And the length of time that you do them is slightly different. Mm. Yeah. But it feels like the intention behind this particular practice, the breathwork healing practice, is to really help the body clear more so the nervous system. Mm. Um, clear out anything that's stagnant or old mm. or needs help moving. Mm. For me, it also feels like the breath can go into the body where the mind just can't. Yeah. And so it's a very somatic tool. Mm. And from it's just offered a deeper sense of healing and a deeper connection to my body yeah. than any other practice has before. Mm. And that can be bittersweet as well. Mm. I have a whole history of disassociating with my body for so many reasons. Yeah. So the practice of getting into my body has been a very uh, slow and steady one. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I found find breath work as well. So I got burnt out last year. Mm. And I, I think we talked about this before yeah. uh, prior to the recording, but I had a severe case of heart palpitation. Mm. And that's hjärtklappning in Swedish for those who didn't know. Um, and the only thing that worked was breath work. Wow. And I got introduced to breath work through Wim Hof and his method. Mm-hmm. And I guess it became mainstream with him. Definitely. Um, so what type of breath work does he use? Because he has its, his own, right? Or well, sorry. it's said that his is also from a very ancient practice from thousands of years ago in India okay. called Tumo. T- mm-hmm. I hope I'm saying that correctly. <laughs> uh, T-U-M-M-O. Yeah. Um, which is, there's this book called Breath. Um, I have it, actually. By I James Nestor. For, yeah, I got it this Christmas. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Have you, have you no, had a chance to it? I haven't started reading it really oh, yet. Oh, you're going to love it. It's, oh, wow. I have so many um, things underlined and dog-eared. And he has okay. a bunch of practices at the end. Mm-hmm. But he's actually who I learned that from. I, haven't, I know Wim Hof oh. has a book, but I haven't read it yet. No, me neither. But um, he talks about the, yeah, the ancient practice of Tumo and he talks about Wim Hof and mm-hmm. um, holotropic or holotropic. I don't know how to pronounce mm-hmm. that one either. Mm-hmm. Um, and the different styles. But yeah, it's said that it's a, a very similar, if not the same technique as the ancient technique of Tumo breathing, which was okay. incredibly healing as well mm-hmm. and used for similar um, purposes. Yeah. So how many different type of techniques does it, is breath work? <laughs> oh, within the active style, I mean, there's so many. Okay. You, like there's Wim Hof, yeah. um, which might be similar to Tumo, those holotropic or holotropic, I'm still not sure how to say it. Mm. There's um, transformational breath work, there's rebirthing, mm. which I heard, I, I teach breath work all around Sweden. Yeah. And I think it was a couple of years ago, I was up in Soonsville mm-hmm. and I had a couple of ladies come in and they were saying that they had been to a breathwork practice before, but not quite this one. And yeah. afterwards they said it was very similar to rebirthing breathwork, okay. which they used to do back in like the 70s or 80s down in the south of Sweden. Wow. Um, she said the music was a lot different, but, um, <laughs> but it was a similar approach. So mm-hmm. um, there's that one. There's shamanic breath work which mm. i think has a lot to do with a drumming practice as well yeah so there's quite a few mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you said there's 
active breath work and what's the other thing? Is there different types? Um, well, I feel like these more faster paced breath works or, yeah, yeah I don't have a better word than active. Mm-hmm. And then the other ones are more of like a soothing style of breath work. Okay. Or it's what I personally, it's how I separate pranayama from breath work, even mm-hmm. though they're one, one in the mm-hmm. same. Yeah. Um, whereas more maybe breath work practices that are done in and out of the nose to soothe mm-hmm. the system mm-hmm. or yeah. soothe your parasympathetic nervous system mm-hmm. and like the rest and digest. Whereas yeah. this, at least the technique I teach mm-hmm. is more getting into the nervous system by way of the sympathetic nervous system. Mm-hmm. And so it can be very activating on the system. I don't yeah. know if you felt that with Wim Hof. I Definitely. haven't practiced it, but I'm sure it's also very activating on the system. You have Definitely. body sensations, emotions. Yeah, yeah. I get like shills or shivers around mm-hmm. and like get all these sort of emotions running through my body and I can feel coldness in my legs and then in my arms and it's moving everything around in the body, which totally. is so weird and interesting. <laughs> Yeah, it's such an interesting experience. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my teachers describes something this way, and I've been been using it for breathwork as well. But when someone asks me to, to, to describe breathwork, I usually say yeah. it's, it's like a fruit that you've never tasted. <laughs> you know, you need to have the experience of it. Yeah. I could tell you about it, but... Mm-hmm. And then every experience is different. I don't know yeah. if you felt that with Wim Hof as well, mm-hmm. where Definitely. you're doing the same pattern. Maybe you're listening mm-hmm. to the same music or silence. Mm-hmm. But every experience is a little bit different because of so many circumstances around you. Yes, definitely. So I've tried his method and I've also tried another pranayama technique where you use two inhales and one exhale. Mm. Is that the one you use or which one do you? It's two. So it's um, an inhale into the belly, an inhale um, to the high lungs, Mm -hmm. and then a very effortless exhale. Yeah. Yeah. So what happens in the body when you use that type of technique? Mm. A whole bunch of things can happen. Yeah. And what I feel happens on a more experiential level Mm. is that the body can have a physical response and or an emotional response. Mm. And kind of like we just talked about. So the physical response when you're in the pract- in the active practice of breath work can look like a tingling that comes over you or like mm. this effervescent feeling um, where you're really feeling like your cells vibrate in your, yeah. your frequency. We're all made of energy. Yeah. So you're beginning to maybe begin to feel your frequency. Mm. Um, and then that sensation can stay steady if you're feeling that sensation mm. or it can go into a whole spectrum of other sensations all Mm. the way up to something that feels incredibly uncomfortable, like a cramping Mm. of the hands or a cramping of the mouth or a big heaviness of the limbs where you feel like even if you wanted to lift your arm, you couldn't. So this is, and that can happen in anywhere in your body. Mm. I usually say anywhere that you have a muscle, Mm. um, pretty much everywhere in the body. Yeah. And, And that can mean different things depending on, Maybe what you study or mm. um, what other knowledge that you have. Maybe mm. it's of Chinese medicine where they talk about how different organs can hold different emotions. Yeah. Or there's some, my teacher David also talks about different body parts that can hold different things too. So maybe mm. 
why you might be feeling a cramping of the hands mm. is because your hands are an extension of your lungs and your heart. Wow. Right. So that's that's literally the meridian of your heart yeah. and your lungs goes down into your hands. Yeah. Um, and so maybe there's something that your heart's holding on to. Mm. Um, whereas the more scientific version is of the carbon dioxide in the body mm. is making that happen. Mm. So it kind of just depends on if it's the more science route you want to go into mm. or... Um, I don't want to say the more one. spiritual, but yeah, or the more alternative way of going through yeah. it. And that's what I love about breathwork, because I love both the scientific world and also the spiritual realm. Mm-hmm. And I actually think it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. And like breathwork kind of connects those worlds. For sure. Mm-hmm. I can see that 100%. Mm-hmm. Well, and also in the Greek, I think it's in the Greek language that the word for breath is... I'm also going to butcher this. <laughs> spiritus or something like that. Okay. And it means spirit. Yeah. And breath in um, in Swedish is anda, mm-hmm. which is also a way of saying or take on spirit. Oh, I didn't know spirit, that. Yeah. Spirit in Swedish is anda. So oh, it's that's um, so beautiful. It's connected. Mm. Same, mm. same. And I, when I started doing breath work last year, because uh, you mentioned like tensions in the body and almost like a spasm, mm-hmm. I got that. I was never afraid of it. And I got it last night as well. That's why I remembered <laughs> it. Um, and uh, I'm reading a book about completing stress cycles right now. And that's apparently something that can happen when you hold a lot of stress and emotions in your body. And when you're completing the cycles, it's like your body needs to move and that can be a very spasmic feeling, almost like you're possessed by sure. a demon or something. You're like shaking and tensing and mm-hmm. it can be quite traumatic, but it's also so releasing mm-hmm. when something like that happens. Especially if you feel like you're in a safe space to move through it. Yeah. Because then you know that, you know, you're going to be okay. Yeah. And then you can see what the other side of that feels like. Because mm-hmm. I think that's the same thing that happens within a panic attack. I've Definitely. never had a panic attack, but I've had mm-hmm. anxiety attacks. And I think they're a little bit yeah. different. Yes. But I know some people have come into breath work and, mm-hmm. and have begin when they start the breath pattern, they feel like the similar sensations that you might feel when mm-hmm. you have a panic attack. And they said yeah. that they knew they were going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And that experience was so healing mm-hmm. because they know that they can control their situation if yeah. it were to happen again yes definitely yeah because yeah. you teach breathwork in both one-on-one sessions and classes and retreats and i've never had a breathwork session in a group of people is that different oh, i think so mm-hmm. um i don't think it's for everyone mm. um, simply because it depends on what your triggers might be for trauma mm-hmm. within your body yeah. because mm-hmm. people might be making noise within mm-hmm. the classes I teach. I have people make a collective noise um, mm-hmm. together. So mm-hmm. we go through a collective yell or a roar or something mm-hmm. to move, to get some um, energy moving or stagnation out of the way mm-hmm. and to get people deeper into their bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we might go through like a collective laugh together. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
within the groups I hold, the, the noise is a little bit more collective. Mm. Um, but just hearing other people breathe or hearing somebody cry next to you, mm. if that's the case, or even just hearing a big group go through a yell can be very traumatic on the body, mm. um, especially if you're not expecting it. Yeah. And, and so group setting isn't for everyone, mm-hmm. but it can be also incredibly helpful to hear somebody else go through an emotion. Mm-hmm. It can be incredibly helpful to have a big yell in a group together where mm-hmm. you're not just hearing your voice. Mm-hmm. Um, so it really just depends on the experience. I love, I haven't personally been into a group in person in a long time. Mm-hmm. The only other one that I know that really teaches in group is up in Umu. Mm-hmm. At least the style of breathwork. Yeah. Um, and my teachers are all in the States. So, <laughs> but virtual breathwork can be just as beautiful too, in the sense that you're in a community, yeah. but exactly. you're also alone, you know, in your own, in your own home, even. Mm. Where you feel safe and secure. Yeah. I was just, mm-hmm. I just had a, one of my students write to me the other day who's doing virtual breathwork online for the first time. Yeah. And she said how she felt like she could really let go so much more than she could in person. Yeah. And that she didn't feel like she had to hold space for others, which is what we typically do. Yeah. Especially if you're a space holder in general, mm. mm-hmm. which we all are. So. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. That I I would love to try that. I unfortunately unfortunately have never tried any of your classes, but I really want to do that. But we've had listeners and I have friends who mm. been to retreats uh, that you hold and and also sessions by you and they they are amazed (laughs) of how transformational breathwork can be i mean yeah there's i haven't felt and i haven't experienced i don't think um another form of medicine quite like it i think that's why i've become so obsessed with the breath Mm -hmm. because it's so fascinating that You don't have to be from a certain background. You don't have to be a certain age. Mm. You don't have to be a certain sex. You don't have to be from a certain place. Mm. All you need is your breath. You don't even need another teacher with you. It can just be you and you. Mm. Nothing outside of you. Mm. And it's so incredibly healing. Yeah, and that's powerful. That's empowerment. That you can be whoever and and breathe. And we all breathe. We all have access to it. Yeah. Yes. So, and our breath is so connected to our well-being and health. I 100%. can, especially when you dive into that that breath book. Yeah. Oh, it changed so much. <laughs> yeah, that's why I wanted to get it actually because I've um, I've been in fight or flight <laughs> mm-hmm. in almost my entire life, and. I've never really realized how much my breath can impact the way I feel and, and my body and how my breath is like so shallow and high up in my mm-hmm. chest when I'm stressed. And totally. it, it was such a new field open, opening up to me when I realized that. And I realized it through actually my stress rehab Thing I did last year and they talked a lot about breath and that was very nice yeah that's beautiful mm. and that's that's also very fascinating because our breath is so highly connected to our emotions like you said yeah so if we and it works both ways it works so let's try something so if you take a moment to close your eyes and 
whoever's listening can do so too. And you bring to mind um, something that feels like a frustrating thought or a lacking thought or an annoyance. And you notice how your breath is. Notice what it feels like to breathe. And then give your body a little shake. And then maybe allow a smile to come across your face, even if it's fake. And think about something that feels joyful or the sound of a baby giggling or fresh air. And notice what it feels like to breathe. a shake and open your eyes do you notice a difference there definitely it's like Mm. these these and then that works the other way so we can we can notice what we're even thinking about by the way we're breathing exactly and vice versa yeah yeah and when i started diving into like personal development and all that i started with like techniques for my mind and mindset and how Mm. to shift my mindset but i've realized it's I wouldn't say more powerful, but for me, it's a faster route when I start in the other way, like start with my body. When I reflect on my breathing and I realize, okay, when I'm feeling a a different way or feeling like lack, my -hmm. breathing gets very shallow and harsh and I can feel my hands are like tightening up. And Mm -hmm. when I'm feeling love, my breath is longer down in my body um and that was a new way for me to get to know myself Mm. instead of using my mind and my emotions all the time just get grounded because i've like you not been really connected with my body a lot in my head and my emotions and it can be hard to understand our thoughts by thinking about them (laughs) (laughs) sometimes i used to i used to say this often but um some things we have to feel our way through. We can't think our way through. And so mm. we have to get a little bit farther from the brain to get a better perspective. Mm. Or a little bit farther from our mind or our thoughts to get a, a different perspective. Mm. And if you can have a really long inhale, it's going to bring you maybe deeper into your body so you have a, a broader perspective. Yeah. And why do you think we have lost connection to our bodies and especially our breathing? Because we don't talk about breathing that much and we don't teach breathing in school and I've never heard anyone talking about how to breathe correctly before I don't know to be honest I think maybe stress is what's helped us release our connection to breath maybe I don't know Mm. or just maybe no one talking about it anymore Maybe it's mm-hmm. simply that we've lost yeah, connection by way of losing an understanding of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I think it would be incredibly beneficial to bring it into school, especially yeah. for kids. I mean, yoga and asana is one thing, mm-hmm. but breath has brought me deeper into my body and more understanding of my emotions yeah. and mm-hmm. more kinder to myself. Mm-hmm. Than the practice of asana, 
But I think the practice of asana, again, brings people into the practice of breath. So mm. there's got to be like the Trojan horse somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Mm. But I don't know. I mean, if I think about the moments I personally lose connection to my breath, mm. it's when I'm scrolling on my phone mm. or Same. reading an email. And even if it's a joyous email, I just stop when I'm trying to overfocus. Mm. And then I had to, like, mm. oh, I had to breathe. I forgot yeah. to breathe. Yeah. Or watching a scary movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know where we lost it. No, me neither. Um, but I guess we are living in this Western society very much outside ourselves all the mm-hmm. time. Like scrolling through our phones or... Uh, being also lost in thoughts is actually a very out-of-body experience, especially if you're a good visualizer. Um, And I think I've searched for such a long time a way to make reality seem more real Mm. because I've had like um, almost like a fog or something going on around my, my body or that's what it felt like. But I realized it was my disconnection to my own body. Mm. And I feel like so many people are walking around disconnected yeah. from their body. Like zombies. A hundred percent. Yeah. And maybe that's come with, you know, I hate to blame things on social media. Mm. Yeah. But technology and social media and we're forgetting to get back to nature. Mm-hmm. Where none of that exists, and then we can exactly. breathe with the trees. You, you, you know, mm-hmm. you're you're surrounded by things that didn't forget how to breathe. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And something I've realized is the colors on our screens—they're so saturated. So when you look like on something real life, mm-hmm. it kind of feels gloomy. Oh, I never so it, thought about that. Yeah, so it tricks our brains to thinking that something should look one way. And then when you look at something in real life, like a tree, um, it feels dull almost. Mm. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Have After a breathwork session, have you ever noticed um, colors being brighter? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And I'm walking in nature... Or anywhere, really. You don't have to be in nature. You can be in a city, too. Um, after breath work, then it feels like someone has just upped the, up the volume, volume totally. of our colors. And I've noticed that you talk a lot about colors. In your I'm obsessed media. with colors recently. <laughs> that, why, why is that? I have no idea. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I, I've, I don't know if I, I just bought a, uh, brought a, a handful of plants into the apartment. Mm. And I think about how looking at this, like these deep greens makes mm. me feel so calm and yeah. so grounded. Mm. And um, I don't know. I think that woke up in me. I wonder how people feel around colors and how colors impact us. Yeah. Because my apartment is also very neutral colors. It's mm-hmm. very earthy colors. And that's what yeah. makes me feel safe. Yeah. And that was interesting too. It's like, oh, like a lot of bright colors doesn't make me feel safe. Mm-hmm. as much as neutral colors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I got really curious of how does a certain color make other people feel? Yeah. That's really interesting because after my burnout, I had 
a hard time looking at bright colors, especially on like the TV or something.、Mm-hmm. And the way we cut like、um, programs and and series and stuff like that today is very fast paced and very bright and intense, and that triggers my nervous system. So I definitely get. Harder time breathing and staying connected to my body when I'm looking on those TV shows. Yeah,、mm. that's interesting too because I don't think anything in nature moves that fast for that exactly. long. Exactly. Right. Hmm. I think we all just need to slow down, and if、I、we slow、so、down, we'll connect with our breath just naturally. Exactly. And colors for me personally has become something very. Something I'm very fond of, and I've never, never thought about this really until I started practicing practicing、um, Reiki and Reiki healing, because、mm. my Reiki energy talks talks to me in colors. Oh, fun! I get so、yeah. envious when people have、uh, <laughs> that connection with colors and Reiki. Yeah, because you do Reiki as well. You're a Reiki master. Yeah. Tell me a little bit more about that. How did、um, you start doing that? Oh, it was really on a fluke, and、mm. I came back from a yoga teacher training, and a dear friend in Brooklyn, her mom、mm. was coming up from Virginia to teach her Reiki, and she、mm. asked if I wanted to join. And I'm a very curious person and a very kind of a yes person,、mm. and so I said, "Yeah, why not?" And so、yeah. the only prerequisite was to go get a a Reiki session from someone beforehand,、mm-hmm. and so of course I found somebody on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Who then became、yeah. a big teacher for me.、Wow. Her name's Erin Telford, and、okay. I went to her for my first Reiki session, and、mm. she was just south of Midtown, I think, in like twenties or something、mm. in New York. And I did not love being in that area because it's so fast-paced.、Mm. And I remember not thinking much of it. I didn't know anything about Reiki.、Mm. I knew it was for stress reduction,、um, stress reduction, and relaxation. And yeah. Um, for calming the nervous system, but I didn't、mm-hmm. really know. I knew it was hands-on technique,、mm-hmm. mostly hands-on technique. Yeah, I didn't know much about it、mm-hmm. other than that. And I remember being in the session and feeling like my body just have a really comforting weight over it.、Mm-hmm. It's just almost as if my body had been tense my、mm-hmm. whole life,、mm-hmm. and it had just everything released. Yeah, and it almost made me like even thinking about it now makes me a little bit emotional. Mm. Um, and, it, and then I remember walking out into New York City, just feeling so present and so non-triggered by noises、mm-hmm. and light, and、mm. just it was phenomenal. And it's not、yeah. that's that feeling doesn't happen every time I receive Reiki. No,、um, but that was my first experience, and that was really eye-opening for me.、Mm. Um, and then that weekend, I dove into the Reiki practice and. Yeah, my teacher was amazing, and the group was wonderful.、Mm. But it just—it wasn't for me. I just thought,、mm-hmm. like,、mm, like I'm good. Wow, like, I'd, I'd rather just receive Reiki. <laughs> I don't <laughs>、yeah. want to give anyone Reiki. I don't want to do Reiki <laughs> myself. I just want to go to people.、Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure I understand it.、Mm-hmm. Um, and I, if I, I just I couldn't grasp what was going on within the practice,、mm-hmm. and so that was that made it hard for, harder for me to offer it to someone. Yeah. And, and so yeah, I just I continued to go to sessions now and then,、mm. and then when I was waiting for my Swedish visa to come、mm-hmm. here,、mm. I was living back at home for a few months, and I found a Reiki practitioner there, 
and I went to a session with her and something mm-hmm. happened during the session that made me yeah. feel like I really wanted to deepen that practice. And so wow. I studied with her, not wanting to ever teach it. <laughs> um, but for the Reiki masters, you had to teach at least one person. Yeah. And so when I came back to Sweden, I have a, a dear friend here, Josephine, who let me mm. teach her. Mm-hmm. And then that just kind of opened the floodgates for other people to, mm-hmm. to come in. And I think I have like almost 200, a little over 200 students in Sweden. That um, is amazing. And, and I got into Reiki healing in the same way, actually, because I wanted to calm my nervous system mm-hmm. during my, my burnout last year. And uh, I, I took a course in like the first step of the Reiki, mm-hmm. which is very hands-on. And mm-hmm. something opened up for me, something I hadn't really looked at in myself. And I also had a very hard time accepting that because I am a very analytical person and I've studied a lot. I'm a, I'm in academia and now we're talking about energies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> something you cannot touch. It's not tangible. And that was a lot for me to take in. So how would you describe Reiki for someone who's never tried it or know anything about it? It goes back to that um, same, it's like a fruit you've never tasted. Exactly. Um, but, <laughs> Plus it is as well. You know, I take my students through this a lot. Yeah. Uh, how would you describe Reiki to someone who's never experienced it? Mm-hmm. And I always say, go back to your own experience. Mm-hmm. Like, What has Reiki been for you? Reiki is is a hands-on technique. It's um, based in Japanese tradition that helps the body heal the body Mm. um, through energy, which we all have. Yeah. And some people, like if you look at it, look for it in the dictionary. Mm. Let me see if I can remember this. It's often described as a Japanese healing technique for deep relaxation and stress reduction that promotes (laughs) healing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I think it it recalibrates. I don't think anything heals the body but the body. Mm. Um, I, that's a bold I statement, so I know. Mm-hmm. But it's it's really what I've come to believe is true for me. Yeah. And all whether it's Western medicine or Eastern medicine or mm-hmm. whatever medicine helps the mm-hmm. body to find a state of equilibrium and harmony mm-hmm. and balance so that the body can eventually heal the body. Yeah. Reiki does the same. Yeah. I don't know how it works. Mm. It's the one thing that um, messes with my mind if I think too much about it. You yeah, said I'm very the analytical, science-based, <laughs> yeah. um, but somehow I'm, I'm, I'm able to balance between the worlds of science mm. and um, metaphysical. Yeah. And, which I'm grateful for. But I often lean a little bit more to science and I'm trying to, you know, (laughs) always come back and forth and back and forth. Yeah. But I don't know how it works. Yeah. There's, I think I told, we talked about this before, that there's this beautiful study. There's a book called Energy Medicine by Jill Blakeway Mm. that I highly recommend if if anyone's interested in energy medicine and the different Mm. techniques. Mm. And she talks about how there is this machine created that sets out, um, like a frequency that helps to heal bones. Mm -hmm. And that frequency was also measured in the hands of Qigong practitioners. 
Wow. But even for me, I've been practicing energy medicine for six years and that's still yeah. like my brain is like, huh? Mm-hmm. Like how is how is that possible? How can the picture, yeah. Yeah. So it's it's hard for the especially the Western mind to comprehend mm-hmm. something that I've heard within the Eastern uh, practices is so inherent. It's like, mm-hmm. of course, this is within you. Of course, exactly. this can happen. Yeah. Um, where we're like, well, you need a four-year degree for it. <laughs> <laughs> and that is so interesting because I'm battling this right now so much that we have so much knowledge inside of us and our body carries so much knowledge and you actually don't, I'm not saying that you don't need to study because I think it's a brilliant way of learning and learning about social interactions and working in groups and expanding your mind in one way. But it's also very, a very closed way of looking at the world when you're in academia. For sure. And in some way, you give your power away to someone else to tell you what you already know. Mm. Um, and... I'm, I'm battling this right now to trust myself and to trust my instincts. And it's not an easy task. No. It's not. And for me, it's easier to, um, to wrap my hand around like the physical practice of Reiki when you're putting your hand on someone. Because there's a lot of studies been done on that. Yeah, and touch therapy. You're, yeah, exa- mm-hmm. exactly. Um, but when you're giving someone an energy healing, like remotely, or you can tune into someone's energy, it's all across the globe. That is a lot to take in. And I, I totally relate to all the skeptic people out there that, <laughs> that don't believe in this mm-hmm. because it sounds wacko. Yeah, because... Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it kind of is, but yeah. it's the same. Like a hundred years ago, if someone said, "Yeah, you'd be able to call your mom who lives in New York and see her face exactly. on the screen," yeah, we would be like, "What? How is yeah. that possible?" Exactly. Or know. tuning into a radio station. Mm-hmm. That's the same way. Same thing. It's yeah. all these energy waves, and it's, yeah. And I usually tell people, you know, that feeling that you're thinking of somebody and they contact you. Mm-hmm. It's like you're getting on that same frequency. Yeah. When you're doing distance Reiki or distance energy healing. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, everything is connected in a way we cannot really grasp, which is uh, weird and exciting and <laughs> every emotion I can yeah. think of at the same time. But it's also very beautiful. Yeah. And that in itself is very empowering. Mm-hmm. 100%. So my Reiki talks to me through colors. How do you experience it? Um, I, I very rarely see colors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get very excited when I do. But yeah, I, um, it's more sense, like uh, like feelings in my body. Okay. So if I'm working on someone, whether it's hands-on or whether distance, my intuition is that I feel in my body where mm. the where the healing is taking place in their body, if that makes sense. Okay, yeah. Or where the balancing is taking place in their body or where the Reiki is going to their body, however Mm -hmm. you want to describe that. Mm -hmm. And so I can say like, okay, I feel something like, I feel a big heaviness on my shoulders. Okay, that's like, Mm -hmm. that's where we're working. Or Mm -hmm. I wonder if they feel that a lot of, I wonder if they feel like they're under a lot of pressure. Mm -hmm. 
And so it's kind of like a puzzle piece in my yeah. mind that begins to work. Mm. Um, not always the case, but most mostly mm-hmm. that's how it comes through. Mm. Just a very, I let my hands go where they need to go. Yeah. And that's, um, that's interesting because I, th- I feel that's where I don't trust myself like with my intuition and because I see colors and I actually when I do a distance Reiki I see the person laying down or sitting up it doesn't really matter and then I see like pops of color where my Reiki is working and depending on what color it is I can connect that to like an emotion or a state of being or something that has happened Um, yeah it's very fun but it's also a lot to trust because it's all happening inside of me and as we talked about before no one else is telling me (laughs) what everything is meaning I just have to trust myself yeah and Um, I think a really good teacher will mm -hmm. do that they won't tell you what something means exactly they'll tell you to figure it out on your own yeah just because something means something if if cold hands mean something for me, it doesn't necessarily mean the same for my student. And I don't want to ingrain that in their brain. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. I had a talk with a friend, and he's a skeptic. <laughs> and one of the things he's most skeptic about is that you have to tune in to yourself mm-hmm. and not only in energy medicine but in this whole alternative health uh, sphere and he thinks that when you do that it's not really trustworthy mm-hmm. so he he thinks it's better to trust someone else with your problems because how can you trust yourself because everything means different a different thing to everyone and how can that be true there's no right or wrong really Mm. um and that i I totally relate to that that's Mm. why i have a hard time trusting myself (laughs) because blue means something to me and blue means something Mm. to you or something else to you so i understand that but it's very disarming to look at the world like that yeah i think so too Lots of times I usually say that I'm, I'm not teaching Reiki, I'm teaching the art of learning how to trust. Wow. Because I yeah. think that's what the practice is, whether you call it Reiki or call mm. it something else. You're learning how to trust something that you mm. cannot see or you cannot feel. Yeah. And an intuition of insight that comes through. Yeah. And so oftentimes I, I totally understand that. And I totally relate mm. to how he feels. But it's like, well, what if I just trusted it? What yeah. if I just like 
even if just for today. Yeah. Five principles just for today. Mm-hmm. I just I just trusted a new experience or opened mm-hmm. myself up to a new mm-hmm. experience and curiosity. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think if what blue means to you in a session mm-hmm. could be what green means to someone else, but you saw mm-hmm. it in your language, exactly. which was that blue. Yeah. And then that's how you explain it. You don't have to say, I saw blue. You can mm-hmm. say, oh, it feels like there's a, mm-hmm. a calmness running through you. Yeah. Whether it feels like there's a deep sorrow running through you, whatever blue means yeah. for you. Mm. Um, and then to see if that resonates. Mm. So it's just kind of like deciphering that symbol. Yeah. And deciphering symbols and emotions is what we do all the time. All the time. But, but no one is telling us how to do it. And I guess that's where we kind of get stuck. Mm. Like I need an, I need some sort of right or wrong or some mm-hmm. sort of tool or, or some sort of revolutionary thing to get the answer when the answer is very simple it's just what do you believe it is yeah which comes back to trust which comes back to trust and And it's okay not to know exactly that also like Mm -hmm. maybe i don't need to know yeah maybe i don't need to know how reiki works but can i trust Mm. that it does because of my experiences with it Mm. I watched an energy video with Lee Harris. Oh, you, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I watched his energy video last night and he talked about this, that we have a collective right now which is very led by authority and now we're moving into a new way of living where we have more self-leadership. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that we don't need leaders, mm-hmm. but it just means that we we can take back the control, I guess. And, and take your power the, back, like you said earlier. Exactly. And that's our goal with this podcast. Mm-hmm. Like we're not telling anyone what to do, but we're opening their minds to different ways of doing to kind of collect what fits for you. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't only apply to health. It applies, applies to everything. It's the beauty of choice. Yeah, definitely. Wow, we started talking about <laughs> breath work. <laughs> and then we ended up talking about the collective. And I that's the beauty of health, I guess. about so much for so long. <laughs> yes, definitely. And... Um, I wanted to to end our conversation with five quick questions. I'm not very good at rapid fire, so bear with me. (laughs) (laughs) No worries. No worries. If you would host a dinner with five guests, dead, living, or imaginary, Mm -hmm. who would you invite? I like the imaginary. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, to be honest, right now, um, since it's been over a year since I've seen so many friends in the States. Yeah. Those would be my dinner party guests. Mm. Um, but apart from dear friends and family, last, um, when was it? I think it was at the end of summer, early autumn, I went and mm-hmm. saw the exhibit. I don't know if I'm going to say her name right either. <laughs> Hilma of Cleveland. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I would love to have her at a dinner She's party. She's amazing. Um, so her... Mm-hmm. And Mary Oliver, 
Mm. I don't know if you know my author, but she's an incredible poet. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Maybe, probably a lot of writers. Joan Didion. Is that Joan Didion? <laughs> no, I there's don't. A doc, there's a really good documentary of, um, about her on Netflix right now. But she's okay. an incredible, like, uh, very interesting and intriguing writer. Yeah, because you write a lot as well. Yes, I love to write. And I love how you um, make the reader, because you, you write a lot on your Instagram and it's mm-hmm. very poetic and mm-hmm. you communicate feelings so well through mm-hmm. writing. That's a beautiful gift. Thank you. It's been, it's been a, a strong medicine for me mm-hmm. that I try not to keep hidden too much. Yeah. You know who I really love? I love stand-up comedy. Oh. I don't know if you... If that's what brings me... Like, if I'm really down, mm-hmm. I have to turn on some kind of comedy. Wow. Um, and I know he's pretty controversial, but Ricky Gervais, I think, would be an yeah. interesting person to have at a dinner party because, <laughs> Definitely. because of his controversy. Like, because yeah. of, like, I would love to just get behind the way he thinks or mm. his beliefs. And he's very... There's no filter, it feels mm-hmm. like. Yeah. So him... Have you ever seen the OA? Oh my god, I love <laughs> that show. <laughs> it's a show on Netflix. Yeah, it's was. such a yeah. If you haven't seen it, definitely tune uh, into it. I'm sure it's still there. Yeah, probably. Um, but Brett Marling. Mm. Gosh, I, th- I hope that's the way I say her name, Brett Marling mm, or Marlin. So. Um, mm. I would love. I don't know if you've ever heard any interviews with her. No, I haven't. Oh, she's such. She's so interesting to listen to. Wow, incredibly intelligent. Um, I think I'd like to have her there too. That's five amazing guests. So if your life had a theme song right now, which song would it be? I heard some, I heard this song on someone's um, Instagram post today and it it actually made me super emotional, Mm -hmm. but I get by with a little help from my friends. Mm. I think the original one is by the Beatles, maybe. Yeah. But it used to be the theme song for this TV show called, I think it was The Wonder Years. Am I aging myself? okay. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't seen that show. Uh, Maybe it's an American show. (laughs) (laughs) Either I'm aging myself or it's an American show. Um, (laughs) I think it was their theme song. But yeah, Yeah. I get by with a little help from my friends. I, Mm. I couldn't, I wouldn't get on with my day to day without them. Mm. Absolutely not. So if you could make every human being on this planet only do one thing to improve their health, what would it be? Breathe. Breathe better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Learn how Learn to breathe. How to breathe. Yeah, that's what I was saying. <laughs> yeah. Learn that's how to breathe so properly. And yeah, yeah, if everyone, if you read the breath book by James Nestor, it's mm. really, he breaks down so much of the science and then, mm. and then some. And what are the top three things you need to feel good? Nature and not not necessarily yeah. being out in nature, but surrounded by the plant flowers mm. or plants, mm. um, and a good conversation. That's so healing. Mm-hmm. A good conversation. Good conversation. Yeah, nothing like it. Mm-hmm. And lastly, who would you like us to invite to the podcast? Ooh, um, all my friends. <laughs> um, <laughs> Thinking of who I invited to the dinner party. <laughs> um, oh, there's so many incredible people. Mm. My teacher, 
my one of my main teachers. She's also someone I would consider a dear friend, but she's mm. in the States. Yeah. Or she might be in Canada now, actually. I don't mm-hmm. know where she is. But her name's mm-hmm. Allie Bogart, and she's mm. uh, uh, incredibly wise and mm. funny and uh, such a great conversationalist. Mm. So her, or um, over in Denmark, there's a, a dear friend named Kelsey, mm-hmm. and she helps women with, um, with postpartum. So she helps oh. mothers with postpartum. Wow. So I think that would be a very, another very good one to have. Yeah, that's uh, that's a topic we're going to talk about more in the podcast. Oh, fun. Because uh, my, my friend and colleague, Natalie, is pregnant. Oh, mm. yeah. So Kelsey, that might be <laughs> yeah. the way to go. She's, a, yeah, she's really, really dedicated and um, passionate about postpartum care. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's there's, many, there's many others I didn't invite, but those two mm. are top of the mind. Wow. Thank you so much, Michelle, for coming and for Thank our you. lovely conversation. Yeah, it's so sweet to chat with you. Mm. Thank you for the invitation and thank you for all that you're doing with the podcast and putting out into oh. the world. Thank you so much. And if anyone wants to take a course or book you or would like to work with you, where do they find you? Um, uh, my website is michellebaker.co mm-hmm. so everything's usually up there um, there's a link to the newsletter too and then or Instagram is usually where I'm mm. in and out of so that's underscore underscore Michelle Baker okay. those Perfect. are the best places yeah. thank you so much hold up What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.